Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in on this Sunday evening, Labor Day weekend. Thank you so very much for being there. What a blessing it is for me to know that you're there. We're going to be looking at the roots of Labor Day, how it all began. We'll be looking at that as well as some information that God wants to share with us out of His Word. And He mentions labor, and I want to talk about what God says about labor. We know that we're instructed in God's Word always that we are to have a great work ethic. Proverbs is full of that kind of instruction over and over again. And the Apostle Paul again tells us if we don't work, we don't eat. So we could continue on throughout the scriptures and spend uh, many, many broadcasts with the great work ethic that the Bible teaches. I'm not going to do that exactly, but we are going somewhere that I think will be very interesting to you. So you stay with me for this time. And again, have a safe and joyful Labor Day weekend, will you please? Thank you for being part of this program. Now, our co-host, Staff Evangelist for Southwest Radio Ministries, Josh Davis, is in Israel as we speak doing a great work with a lot of the other staff members, and they're doing some hard labor over there, putting together some tremendous bits of information for us. They're doing videos and places that are really unknown for most of the Western world, and they're going to be bringing to life many of the things there in uh, Israel and you don't want to miss what's coming up with the Southwest Radio Church Ministries. So grateful to have that staff evangelist as our co-pastor right here at Antioch Baptist Church as well. I don't often say this, but we do want to remind you that our church is located right there at Exit 7 off Interstate 81 in Bristol, Virginia. We're adjacent to the interstate next door to the Bojangles restaurant, and we'd love to have you come visit with us here in any and all of our services, Sunday morning at 10 for our Bible study, Sunday morning worship at 11, and Sunday afternoon evening worship at 5 o'clock. Come and be part of these great services, children's ministry, youth ministry, in all of the services, and certainly we want to build your home and every home through the ministry of God's Word, through the local church. That's what our goal is here at Antioch, and we want your family involved in it. So come and be with us Wednesday night prayer meetings at 7 as well. All right, let's take off here with the origins of Labor Day. Well, 1894, Congress recognized a national holiday for the hardworking men and women in America. Uh, the work ethics of America had brought in the Industrial Revolution, and here we were. My, how God was increasing knowledge. God was doing some powerful things in men's minds, and the Lord was doing mighty works. And the men were working hard, and women were working hard. Matter of fact, many thought too hard. 
there were no eight-hour days. Most of the days were 12 to 16 hours, maybe as many as 20 hours, seven days a week. Uh, and so it got tiresome for a lot of folk. There started to have riots in some of the larger uh, cities in America. But soon it was recognized by Congress and Everyone else, by the way, knew it in America. Isn't that the way it is? Congress is the last to know about it, but everyone else in America knew that it was the hard work ethics of the individual Americans that made our nation great, not the folks in Washington, D.C. It wasn't them. No, it was the hard work of others, and that that work should be recognized and a holiday set aside for that particular work that was going on from the American people, the everyday guy and gal that was doing the work and the Industrial Revolution was just, my goodness, is just blossoming and things were going tremendously and uh, just an unbelievable amount of accomplishments in those days. And certainly, finally recognized by Congress. And so, we end up with a national holiday of Labor Day that began 1894. Now, brings me to this thought. And what God says in His Word concerning laboring and working and uh, love not sleep lest you come to poverty is a verse there out of Proverbs. My grandmother used to quote that to her children when she'd get them up early to go work in the garden and so many other verses in Proverbs that comes to my mind. And then Paul says that labor and work, if you don't work, you don't eat. And that is great principles. The children of Israel had great work ethics because God told them, instilled in them, you are to do these things. This is the way you are to work. He told Adam, even after the curse, he said to Adam, Adam, by the sweat of your face, you are going to get your living from the ground. Now, even before Adam and Eve disobeyed God, God had put Adam in the garden to dress the garden. Can I say it this way? God put Adam in the garden to work in that great garden of Eden. That's what he did. That's how he created it and created us for that. So we have that built into us. And really it goes against nature uh, for a human being to be idle. It goes against our nature, the, uh, the actual makeup of man. Now our sin nature somewhat moves in and tells us to be lazy and instills in us uh, the laziness that I see around folks today and in America, so much so that we have to hire everything done here, there, and everyone else. We were created to work. We were created to enjoy work. We were created to labor. But yet there is reason to that. Dr. Harrod Robinson, the late Dr. Harrod Robinson, great preacher, great pastor, and a great friend to this preacher here that uh, said, had this principle. He said, I work eight, I sleep eight, and I play eight. I like that. I play eight, work eight, sleep eight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a time of recreation every day, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work. And he somewhat programmed his life that way. And I think that's important uh, to realize that that standard is a very good standard to follow as well. So let's don't forget it. 
I would encourage you to remember that. Now, in Matthew chapter number 11, though, here is something our Lord tells us, and he's changing his uh, message in Matthew 11. Uh, up till this time, to the last three verses of Matthew 11, actually from verse 20 on, our Lord is preaching the kingdom. He's preaching to them, to the nation. But now his message is changing. It's not the kingdom, but it's personal relationship with every individual. It's personal discipleship. It's personal coming to the Lord personally. It's a personal relationship, salvation, discipleship. That's the new message of Jesus. Up till this time, he's been preaching the kingdom. And there in verse 20, down through verse 27, or particularly through verse 24, he gives a curse against those nations who would not receive him, against those cities. Capernaum, he mentions, and woe unto thee, Chorazin, woe unto thee, Bethsaida, verse 21, and, and thou, Capernaum, verse 23, uh, he, he says, he pronounces a curse against them because they rejected him as king, even though they knew they knew by his miracles and his signs and his wonders and by his own statements that he was truly the Messiah, but they wouldn't have him. And Jesus says, now I'm going to you as individuals and personally you can have a relationship with me. The kingdom has been denied, but you, I can put my kingdom in you. That's exactly what our Lord is doing and how we rejoice in that. Look in Matthew 11 now in verse number 28 through 30. Listen to how the message changes here. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Hallelujah. Yes, the Lord's yoke, his, his commandments is what I see represented here as his yoke. His commandments, his words, uh, they're easy, they're gracious. My burden is light. The cross our Lord gives us is a cross he's already borne. He's taken the cross. He gives us the glory and the grace to bear anything we have. But notice, though, in these three verses here, the Lord says, Cease from your own labor. Come unto me, all ye that labor. Now, is he telling us to deny our work ethics, to deny uh, what is created in us as human beings, as individuals? No. What he is saying to us is this. Our labor this overburdening that we are all so familiar with. Uh, the thought there is you're so fatigued that your strength is completely gone. Uh, your legs are trembling. Uh, you have to sit down before you fall down. He says, come to me, all ye that labor. And I believe he's talking about the very life itself, issues of life, living life. A uh, dear friend of mine, said to me once, I asked, hadn't seen him in quite a while, I said, uh, how's things going for you? How's uh, life? He said, well, my biggest problem is just living life, okay? Now, many of us can identify with that, can't we? 
He said, my biggest problem is just living life. And that's who the Lord's talking to right here. Come unto me, all ye that labor. Hey, you're fatigued, you're worn out, your strength is gone, and you're heavy laden. And that uh, phrase there, the thought, is to be overburdened more than you can carry. There's no way you can carry this. He says, come, come, come to me more than you can carry. Bring all of that. Now, notice there's a key to this. We're going to talk about it in just a minute. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. The more you learn of him, the more rest you find in him. The more you learn of Jesus, the more rest you'll have in Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart. I am knowable. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. We are overburdened nearly all the time. Uh, he's speaking with individuals every day all over the Tri-Cities area and sometimes uh, through phone and text messages all over the world, literally. Uh, I've come to find out that there's, there's heartaches and problems and difficulties and challenges to every human being all over the world, and the Lord is telling you and I to come to Him. Now, one of our big problems is this. We love to give the Lord the burden, or we say we do. Cast every care upon Him, for He cares for you. Peter tells us that, and we certainly are to do that. Cast all the cares upon our Lord, and He will take them. But here's the key for you. He wants you first. You see, if He has me, then He has my burdens. He has everything. And that's the call right here. Here's the message Jesus is saying. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, as he's saying, hey, come to me and bring all your heavy laden, your overburdens. Give me all your burdens. Well, first of all, he wants you. If he has you, then he has your burdens. He has everything if he has you. That's the reason he tells us clearly in verse 29, you take my yoke up on yourself. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. And the more you learn of Jesus, the more rest you will find in Jesus. And he tells us, I am meek and lowly in heart. I am knowable. You can understand me. You can find me. You can know me. And then you will find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. God's word is so powerful. His word is not grievous. His commandments are not grievous. They're wonderful. They're powerful. They're food for us. They're, can we say, instruction for us. They're everything we need. And it's easy. And my burden is light. The burden our Lord gives us, the only burden we really have from God, is that wonderful gift of the cross. The gift of the cross. What do you mean by that, preacher? I mean, you and I have the wonderful gift of being able to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ all over the world. Uh, that's the commission that we've been given, 
to go into all the world and spread the gospel. Here's your cross. Take it. Here's what you do with it. You share your testimony. You share the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection of Christ all over the world. That's what you do. My yoke is easy. My commandment is easy. My burden is light, ladies and gentlemen. So you see here in this Labor Day weekend, what he's calling us to do and what I'm encouraging myself and you to do is this. Come unto me, as Jesus said, come to Jesus with all your labors, with your worn out, stressed out nerves, body, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You're about to throw in the towel. You're nearly done and you're heavy laden. You're just overburdened. I cannot take any more. Jesus says, I will give you rest. Let me have you. Let me have you. There's oftentimes in our lives we like to pick and choose what we give Jesus, don't we? We're very guilty of, Lord, I'm going to give you this, but I'm keeping this. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to cast this over there, but I can handle this. Oh, no, my friend, that is not good advice at all. That's not even good thinking. He wants you first. Take his yoke upon you. Learn of him, and you'll find him knowable. You also find rest for your souls. We're living in a very sad world, a world where there's so much vitriolic information going out. There's so much bad mouthing of this individual and that individual, anger all over the place. And the Lord says, Here I am. I want to give you rest. I want to give you peace. By the way, I must throw something in here. If you say, I've, I've tried this preacher and it just doesn't work. I've done this. I still have my burdens. I'm still overwhelmed. I still have done, and I've tried to give it to God, and I've given myself to Him. Uh, let me just identify for a moment what you may be carrying. You are very, very likely, I'm going to say 99% likely, that you are not carrying the yoke of the Lord Jesus. When you're in the yoke with him, he is in there with you. He has you. You are his. He is with you and in you. And his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Now, if you're carrying something that is just too much, then you know what you've got? You've got a weight. That weight is from Satan. Remember what Paul said in Philippians chapter number 3, laying aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience this race that is set before us. Now, weights are things the devil loads you with. Bad attitudes, bad thoughts, bad actions. Uh, weights is what Satan puts on you, ultimately originating in sin and coming to sin, if not originating, actually going to take you to the place of sin. But weight itself is a sin, and the Lord says, and Paul said, hey, I learned this. I've got to lay aside every weight. That past that I can't do a thing about, God's forgiven and cleansed, yet that's a weight I keep carrying around. Weights. Lay aside every weight and the sin that doeth so easily beset me. So here's what I learned, and I had to learn this a hard way. I'm telling you, it took me two years of going through one of the greatest trials I ever went through. In my, as a Christian, as a minister in my 30s. 
boy, oh boy, I was carrying a weight that was just eating me up. Like I said, it went through a period of about two years. I thought it was something that God had forced on me, and uh, it was a situation the Lord led me into, but it turned out that I was allowing the devil to throw weights on me and put weights to where I just could hardly go anymore. I thought, man, I'm done. I'm done. I, I can't continue on. And I would pray and tell the Lord all about it. God, I just can't do it. And many, many times of prayer, as I said, this situation lasted for about two years. And then, hallelujah, I'll never forget the day in prayer and true being honest and transparent with God that the Lord showed me, I did not give you this problem. This is a weight Satan has placed on you. Well, what did I do? First thing I realized was it was it was wrong for me to carry it. The Lord never intended you to carry a weight that Satan places there. He never intends you to carry it. He intends for you to cast it off by faith, not to carry it. And by the way, you can pray for all the strength in the world. You can beg God for all the strength in the world to carry this weight, but he won't give you any grace to carry a weight that Satan has put in your life. So the best thing you can do is exactly what I did, and I learned back there uh, a number of years ago. I said, Lord, you're right. You're exactly right. I see it now. This is a weight. And in Jesus' name, through the blood of Christ, through his resurrection power, through the work of the cross, I confess this as a weight, as a sin that Satan has put in my life, as a weight that's there. I confess it. He threw it on me, and I throw it off right now. In the name of Jesus, through his blood, through his resurrection power, I cast off this weight this very minute. And I ask you to forgive me for carrying it. Forgive me for wasting the time, the energy, and carrying this weight because it's not from you. Now, how do I know it wasn't from him? Because he tells us very clearly in the verses we read today that his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. Did you get that? His yoke is easy. It's a pleasure. It's wonderful. His burdens are light. So if I have something that is overburdening me, if I have something that's just beating me up and wearing me out, what I must do is realize the source of that is not the Savior. The source is Satan himself. He throws that in your life. You confess that, Lord, this is a weight. I ask your forgiveness and cleansing, and I claim all of the power of the cross, the blood of the cross, the resurrection power of Jesus, where Jesus has destroyed the works of the devil, defeated Satan openly, we're told in the scriptures, hallelujah. I claim all of that, and this weight, I throw it off. I throw it aside right now in the power of Jesus' name. And through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you know what, my friend? You will find that God delivers you. I remember going through that situation. And when the Lord showed me that, I prayed, I confessed it as a weight, and asked His forgiveness and cleansing. And He did instantaneously. 
I got off my knees. I left that prayer room and everything was different in me. Now, was the situation and all the problems different? No, but it was different in me. And then the Lord handled the rest of that just within within a few short weeks. And I'd been working with this and where it was wearing me out for two years. The Lord handled it all in just a few weeks once I threw off the weight. So again, let me read our scripture to us today on this Labor Day weekend. You come to Jesus. He wants you first. Then all your burdens and cares he has instantly when he has you. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, overburdened, stressed out, pushed out. You can't take any more. He says, you come to me. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Get in this yoke with me. Get under my calling, my burden. Let me put my yoke, my call up on you, what I want in your life, my will for your life, and you learn of me. I am so knowable, Jesus says. I am meek, I'm lowly in heart. Ye will find rest unto your souls. I believe I'm talking to some out there right now that you ought to just bow your heads right where you are. Now listen, not if you're driving down the road. Don't shut your eyes, okay? But wherever you are, why don't you just confess right now, Lord, I really do believe this message was meant for me, and I've been carrying a weight that Satan has placed on me. It's not a burden from God. It's a weight of the devil, and I lay it off right now. Just like the Apostle Paul said, I'm casting aside every weight and the sin that doeth so easily beset me. And you'd say those same words if you want to, but throw it off. And claim the power of the cross, every bit of it, the blood of the cross, the resurrection power, and confess it, that it was wrong to be in your life. The Lord will forgive you, cleanse you, and He, through the power of His cross, will begin a marvelous new work, and you can stand back in peace and watch Him work. Now, as I said, my situation and circumstances didn't change instantly, but I did. I changed instantly. I began searching the Scriptures for the for God's direction for me, and it was so wonderful how he began speaking to me. Then he handled the other things, which actually became secondary in my life instead of primary. The Lord handled the rest of it after he got through taking me into his arms and training and teaching me, and that's what he's doing for you today. So on this Labor Day weekend, let me encourage you on behalf of myself, co-pastor Josh, and all the others at Antioch Baptist Church. Let God have it. Surrender to Him. You'll find rest for your souls and peace as well. So be safe. This is supposedly uh, the end of summer, but it's summertime in God's people's hearts continually as we listen to Him and look to Him and rest in Him. God bless you and keep you safe. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.